I'm Lachlan Nicholson, and this is Mind Over Money, presented by Waymaker. Today, we're talking about rest and how it can help us in our work and wealth. For many of us, overwork feels like the new normal. Getting rest means late night TV or surfing social media, maybe taking a vacation once in a while. But are we actually resting? And what does it mean to get rest? How does it affect our work and our wealth? To talk about this, I'm joined by Archie Franz. G'day, Archie. G'day, Lachlan. Great to be together again. It is. Yeah, we've taken some, well, significant time off last month. Uh, which which was scheduled, might I add. We, we did plan for it. And we just both came back online recently and we had this uh, sort of conversation the other day about resting and, and work and sharing some notes on what we both experienced, both being away from our daily commitments and our work. So we're here recording this because we really believe that this topic of rest for you, our listeners, is really important to living a life of purpose and fulfillment. This is what actually caught my eye because um, while I was away, I was, I was reading this book on rest. The thing that stuck out to me was around purpose and fulfillment and that we get purpose and fulfillment from our work. So it's not from mm. resting. Uh, resting just helps us to achieve our work. And I, I found that over you know all my years of working that um, work is the place yeah, where you do achieve a lot around that purpose and fulfillment. Mm. And I've, I've even pursued sometimes, you know, just doing nothing and uh, found that it actually sent me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex Sujong Kim Pung is the author of Rest, Why You Get More Done When You Work Less. Thanks, Alex. We actually used the, your book title as the name of this episode. Uh, and that was a book that we were both reading while we were away. And Alex outlines 10 simple methods in his book for resting, uh, some of which which we'll talk about today. Um, but it is a great read, and we'll add a link in the show notes. I guess the first thing we want to talk about, Archie, is what is rest really? And how should we approach resting? Yeah, I like how Alex brings how they're interrelate, you know, interconnected or interlinked. Uh, between rest and work mm. and resting actually helps us get more work done and and to do better work yeah we often think that rest and work are like opposites they're black and white and they're constantly competing against each other but it's the opposite they go together they're interlinked yeah resting what they discovered in the 90s when they were doing some research on the brain uh, was that resting is when the brain kicks into uh, actually working through problems and mm. When we rest, our brain goes into default mode, and in that default mode, it'll work on things. If we can get that default mode working really well, then we can achieve so much. And so that's why we see this as so important because, you know, we need to work on our personal finances. Um, you know, we need to be able to get our work uh, done productively and effectively. Mm. Uh, and so rest is a key component of that. Uh, the research also shows that the rest determines our ability to have compassion. Um, you know, our moral compass is affected by rest. Mm. Uh, there's so many parts of our life that are affected by rest. Yeah. We've seen through helping people with their finances that we've seen this snowball effect where people are, are really busy and then they're not productive in their work and they're not getting enough rest. So they hit mm. pedal to the metal and try to go harder, faster. 
and it always mm. ends in burnout and it always ends in financial chaos because mm. um, applying yeah. more effort to the problem doesn't solve the problem. And often they're too busy and the brain is overloaded to even think about the finances. So they've got problems at work, problem in the finances, <laughs> and it all, yeah. it all just snowballs into chaos. Uh, and so we have to bring him back to this whole idea of let's rest, let's take a break and start to work through these problems. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as you were, as you were describing that, the other thing that, that pops in there is family. And, you know, so we, we might have all these things that you were just talking about, but then we've also got family on top of that. And so, you know, that can be our, that can be our spouse, um, our kids, um, you know, extended family. And they're also having an impact and they're adding to the, to the burden that we might be carrying as well and taking mm. away from our rest time. So resting, um, and I think this was another thing he mentioned in the book, was it doesn't mean inactivity. We often think is rest is sitting on the beach mm. or just lying down on the couch. I mean, if we were lying down on the couch, then Netflix would be restful. And I find it quite the opposite. <laughs> uh, it, I don't find it restful at all. What Alex talks about is, Resting is really about putting our brain and our body in a place where we can reflect and resolve and recharge, a place where it can process all of that information like we're talking about, because we are receiving a lot of information and we're holding on to that and our brain needs to subconsciously process all of that. And to do that, it needs space. And of course, our body is the same as well. Uh, it's, it's made up of muscles, so it needs space to, to reset and that's done through sleep. Mm. So while sleep might be the common way we all recharge our muscles, our mind, it can look a little bit different. So for some of us, resting is going fishing or it could be working in the garden or going for a walk or reading or napping. Even certain mm. types of work, I find creative work is my form of rest. My brain just relaxes when I'm being creative and it's actually processing all the analytical and all the coaching work that I've been doing throughout the day. Uh, and my brain's actually subconsciously processing that as I'm doing creative work. What about for you, Archie? What does rest look like for you? Uh, for me, it's actual physical work. And so getting out, gardening, working in the orchard, um, mm. yeah, creating gardens, building stuff. That's probably my default. Uh, it's where I get exercise, you know, work the body and yeah, put the brain into that rest mode where it can work on stuff. Mm. Yep. Mm. Yeah. I'm pretty hopeless at running. I tend to fall over instead of run. Um, <laughs> so, so, and it, and the brain definitely doesn't go in default mode because it's just trying to keep me upright. <laughs> so, so I'm not a runner. I'm not a sports person, um, but I definitely like doing physical work. And so, yeah, having two and a half acres is very good for me. Gives me plenty to do. So, I guess when we think about rest, we have to really reflect on what actually gives us rest and start to incorporate that into our daily life, alongside you know good and adequate sleep. Yeah, I, I think the the key here about rest is find your default mode. Um, for your brain, mm. where, where your brain switches over and starts to process those things that it needs to work on. And, uh, and that, that's the key here. So uh, if, if, if we find that, that spot and build it into our daily routine. So this isn't about just a, you know, doing it on a weekend. This is about mm. building it into your daily routine. So, so daily mm. for me, I like to get up in the morning and go out and work on my acreage here and, you know, spend about two hours uh, just just physically working and pop pop the brain into that default mode there. 
Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about this. Um, how can resting really help us in our work? How can we start to incorporate rest into our daily schedule to actually increase that productivity? And obviously, our work is linked to our income and our wealth building. Mm. I suppose the thing the the thing we want to work on and and talk about here with with rest and how it helps us to prosper in our work and in our wealth is fixing what's broken. <laughs> so, so, so what's broken is you know we're living in burnout. Mm. You know by trying to do too much, and and a big part of this is. Uh, in the research shows that people are just on their phones and on their emails all the time. And so we're never actually getting away from work. Uh, mm. You know, work follows us everywhere. The phone rings, you know, the emails keep turning up, uh, the notifications keep coming through. Oh, yeah. And so, mm. so we're sort of locked into our work. It follows us everywhere we go, 24 mm. hours a day, seven days a week. And so that's leading to burnout and, and decreased productivity. So that's part of part of the problem. Uh, the other part of the problem is that we haven't learned how to to set up our routine of our life uh, around getting good, effective work done. Mm, especially with knowledge workers. Yeah. Because we are in that multitasking environment. Yep. So we, we tend to be you know, trying to multitask, which, again, the research shows that that doesn't work. That leads to less productivity, not more productivity. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Because the brain just really can't cope with trying to, you know, focus on too many things at once. And mm. and once you lose your focus on whatever you're working on, again, the research shows it's 20 minutes to get back to where you were. And so yeah. the more times we're interrupted during the day or during our work time, uh, yeah, the, the more we're losing. Yeah. There was one stat in the book that the average, the average white collar worker spends two to four hours a day lost just looking for information through systems yep. and technology. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it, on one hand, technology has enabled us to achieve so much. And on the other hand, it's also distracting us. So we have yeah. to find out how do we get beyond productivity? How do we get to effectiveness in our work? Um, and Alex talks about in the book there, um, having these short bursts of highly focused work. So 90 minute yep. cycles where we really yep. focus and that actually increases our productivity. And then we go through those phases of rest after that where, like you said, mm. we go for the drive and our brain can start to process that information. I found this the other day when I had three back-to-back -back Zoom meetings. And by the time I got to the third meeting, I'd remembered that stat about the 20 minutes of context switching. Because every time I got into the next Zoom meeting, I realized that my brain was still in the last meeting and I wasn't mm. prepared for the next meeting. And yeah. now I just hit the, I hit the stop button and said, no, that's it. We've got to have breaks between <laughs> between these, and and that's what that's what we're facing now. Coming out of COVID, we are jumping between Zoom meetings again and again. And so, something to think about if you're a, if you're a knowledge worker of any kind and you are jumping into virtual meetings all the time, make sure you take breaks between different types of work to give your brain that time to reset and to rest, so that you can be more effective in your meetings, in your engagements, and your commitments. Yeah, and so we so we're building into our daily routine, that ability for our brain to work on problems. So building in that default mode and creating mm. that default mode so that we can work through the problems and, you know, find better answers, you know, and find better options yeah. and, and mm. you know, have, have greater creativity uh, mm. in what we're doing. Yeah. Mm. I love it when we find those really creative solutions working with a client to their finances. Yeah. And it always comes when they're relaxed and they're rested and, you know, mm. they're not in a rush. 
uh, and they've got that yeah. clear mindset, that open mindset to any anything, and yeah. and we find all these amazing possibilities pop up. Yeah, because those creative solutions can come through the discussions. But when someone's really over, over, overworked, overburdened, burnt out, it's so hard to have those conversations and find those yeah. creative solutions to the problem. And so they're stuck, we're stuck, and nothing happens. Mm. <laughs> mm. And that's not where we want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you can see how rest really does incorporate with everything, with our finances, with our work. It, it really does affect everything in our life. Yeah, we, we come out with better memory, better decisions uh, in mm. around, you know, our, our life, our daily life, but also our spending and our finances. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not being mentally tired, you know, or physically tired. So this is all part of the routine is, you know, the, the activity helps us rest, you know, helps us to, to be in a good physical place as well as being in a good mental place. If you've been listening to Mind Over Money since the beginning, a big thanks to you. We're so glad that you're joining us each week and we'd love to hear from you. Send us your feedback or submit your questions by clicking the link in the show notes. And to help us reach more people, you can also leave a five-star rating of the show wherever you're listening from. Maybe even drop a sneaky comment in there. Tell us which episode's your favorite. Thanks again. Okay, before we wrap up this conversation about rest, um, and I do encourage people to go check out that book. We'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, what are some tips just to practically incorporate rest into our daily schedule? Let's, let's run through a couple of those we just pulled out from the book. Well, the first tip is get an early start and create a routine. In the book, he, he points out all the different people who've achieved great things and how they generally start early. And do focus work straight up so that they can get themselves into a place where they're, they're most creative. And uh, the interesting thing here is that he shows in the book uh, through the research that, like for me, I'm an analytical person and my best analytical work is in the afternoon. So mm. that means I'm least creative in the afternoon. So the best time for me mm. to be creative is in the morning. <laughs> And, yep. and so for me, that's where I love getting out in the garden and working in the garden early in the morning because mm. I find that my brain is working through things and solving problems. Uh, it just sets me up for the day where I end up having a, a, a fantastic day. And if I can't do that morning routine, I find my day becomes quite confusing and, <laughs> you know, and I don't have the creativity and I don't have the achievement that I would normally have. Okay. Uh, second one was to layer work with rest. And we talked about this before, um, incorporating periods of focus time in your workday and then incorporating time to rest as well uh, to sort of get that routine throughout the day. Another tip was to detach from work at the end of the day. A big part of uh, in the research of people who are able to have better health outcomes and better balance, they were really able to actually detach from work and also detach from their devices before they go to bed. So actually putting down putting down work mentally, physically, and not thinking about it at the end of the day and really focusing on, you know, family and well-being and hobbies and rest made a huge impact. Yeah, that, that's where it can be great to read a book rather than, you know, read something on your phone. Mm. Because if you're on your phone and you've got notifications coming through, you're going to get email notifications, phone call notifications, text yeah. notifications, you know. So you don't end up reading anything because there's <laughs> too many distractions. Mm coming through. So you want to find how, how do you keep yourself from being distracted? Sometimes you just got to turn off notifications. Yeah. And you can finally yep. read that book. It's been sitting on your nightstand all year. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so the, the next one is practice deep play. So, so this is going to be hobbies and uh, activities that really help you to switch off and bring your brain into that place, you know, where it's in the default mode. Uh, so like for you, Lachlan, you know, I noticed that you can do things in default mode that I could never do. My brain has to really think about certain things <laughs> to, to do them. Uh, whereas, you know, for me, if I go in the garden and start working in the garden, it's just like instant default mode. Uh, because yep. it, I don't have to think about it. It's it's just takes me straight in that place. Other people, it's going to be exercise, you know, running or sports, you know, playing tennis mm. and stuff like that. Uh, so so we've got all these different things, uh, hobbies, uh, that just takes them into that place of deep play. But again, put it into your daily routine. Yeah. This, this does need to be part of the daily routine. So we might have to chop into some of our TV time to achieve these things. <laughs> Ooh, hey. <laughs> Goodbye, Channel 9. Okay, another tip here is to get plenty of exercise. Um, obviously, exercise gets our heart, our heart moving, keeps us healthy, and helps, us, helps our muscles and our body relax, and also helps with our sleep, which is another tip here is to get plenty of sleep. We can't cut corners when it comes to sleep. Our body needs it. Our mind needs it. It's a good thing. We talked about at the start of this episode that rest and work are not black and white. They're together. They're interlinked. Mm. If you go through the research in the book, they'll show you that sleep is a huge indicator of success because yep. if we're not rested, we're not making those great decisions and all the outcomes suffer. The last yeah. tip here is to take a week off every season. This is an interesting one because we've seen other research that talks about you need two weeks to really start to get into that relaxed when you're on holiday. Alex brought in the book that when we lead up to a holiday, we tend to be more productive in the anticipation for the holiday. And then the effects, the benefits of the holiday actually have a lingering effect when we come back. So if, if we have four weeks off a year, but we break it up every season, we can get the maximum benefit from our vacations. So that, that's an interesting one. That's obviously quite personal for how people have time off. Um, what have you found with that, Archie? Yeah. How you perceive the holiday is how the holiday is going to go. And so, you know, I've seen people have that mindset that, um, you know, it's two weeks before you get any benefit out of a holiday. And so, so the first week, they're just waiting for the second week. And so they're not getting, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not enjoying the first week because they're waiting for the second week. And, uh, you know, and if you only go away for a week, uh, look, I found the best holidays are the shorter ones. Yeah, because you, you can yeah. you can quickly prepare for them. Uh, you you look forward to them. You jump into them. You relax straight away, and you get stra- you get stuck into it. And then when it's finished, you feel fantastic, and you, you're really looking forward to the next one. Like it just yeah. puts you in that frame of mind that you're looking for the next one. And and I found that the longer holidays, um, they are needed at times. Like there there is a recommendation that we should have sabbaticals where we have yeah. a longer holiday, but it's for a purpose. Uh, and and we, we take that longer holiday, but we've got to have that purpose in mind of what it's for. Uh, but oftentimes, you know, just the longer holiday is just boredom. <laughs> <It's> like, <yeah. laughs> and, you know, because we yeah. don't have a purpose behind it. And, yeah, we find ourselves just bored. That isn't what we're actually after there. All right. So there are some practical tips of how we can incorporate rest into our schedules and get the benefits of rest to live a life full of purpose and fulfillment. You know, I was talking to you, Lachlan, you know, before we started recording this, you know, how I met up with one of my farmers there recently, who's now 85. And, you know, just to hear him talk about his fulfillment and his purpose over his lifetime, 
of working. He's still working at 85, you know, still running the farm with his son and his grandson. And it just did me so much good to hear him talk and to hear how how fulfilled and how purposeful his life was because of what they were able to achieve together. And he was running, running one of those farms that was, it was very focused on a daily routine. Mm. And he's worked his whole life and he had me laughing the whole time because <laughs> he was just in such a good place. And that's, that's really sums up what we've talked about today is mm. having that great life, you know, that where we are purposeful and we are fulfilled. Yeah, I love that. So good. Yeah. Well, thanks as always for listening to Mind Over Money, the podcast that helps Australians have finances that work. Share this episode with a friend and give us a rating wherever you're listening to. Have a great week. This podcast is for education purposes only and is not financial advice. If you'd like to speak to someone about your personal finances, including your home loan, head to waymakerpodcast.com.au to connect with one of our wealth partners.